0: Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 475. And today we have a special episode because today is our birthday. I say our birthday. Yes, you and me, everyone that is a TAS or everyone that has been listening to the podcast, whether it's for the past three years or whether it's for, I don't know, the past month, we just celebrated our third year. Birthday or our third year anniversary, we'll call it, because it's been exactly three years from the time that this is airing. So I am super excited. And it's funny, when I was going through kind of my calendar, I had it marked and I kind of forgot about it. And I was like, oh my gosh, like we're coming up on three years. I can't believe it's been that long. So what I want to do here today is number one, I want to celebrate a little bit. I think we can all do a happy dance and we can all. High five, if we were in the room together, we'd be doing high five, probably have some good groove music going on, and we've been having a good time, that's what I want to do, but I also want to make this uh, something where you can have some takeaways and some lessons learned, some failures, talk a little bit about fear, some of the fears that I've had, which I haven't really talked about, Uh, these certain ones that I'm going to share with you here today, and also the future of e-commerce. I want to talk all about that in today's episode, because I think it's all important, And again, I just kind of want to go back in time and see where we've come, like how far we've come from where we started, and also talk a little bit about how this podcast almost didn't start, all right? But today is our three-year anniversary, our three-year, I guess, birthday, we could call it, so we're three years old now, uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, But the other cool thing is, is we've reached thousands of people all over the globe, all over the globe, and you can kind of hear that when you listen to some of the Ascot sessions, where you hear people calling in from like Israel or Australia or California or wherever. Right? It's like all over. It's either United States or just all over the globe, which is really, really awesome. And we just crossed 9.5 million downloads uh, to date as the time that I'm recording this. So it'll probably be more by the time this thing airs. And I'm thinking probably we'll, we'll be probably around the 10 million mark in the next month. Uh, maybe month and a half, depending on on how we do there. Uh, the other cool thing is, is we've grown a really active and supportive community inside of Facebook. We have a TAS Facebook group over there with about fifty four thousand members in there right now, which is pretty awesome. We've built a private community inside of our private label classroom. Uh, we've got uh, just over seventeen hundred in there right now, so that's pretty cool. We have you know weekly or monthly hangouts twice twice a month. So that's every other week. Uh, Yeah. So just a lot of cool things have happened and I just can't believe it, to be honest with you, to, to look back and go, holy cow, like millions of downloads, thousands of people that we've reached all over the globe. And I almost never turned on the mic. I'm going to share that with you here in a second, but I just want to take this, this time right now and just say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I love all you guys Because you guys really feed me by you guys commenting or whether you're emailing me or maybe you are posting something on Facebook. Like you feeding me helps me keep going. Yes, the podcast started not making any money. And now the podcast does generate revenue. Okay, and I'm going to talk about kind of how that all kind of happened and everything, so if anybody's curious or you kind of want to know, I'm going to get into some of that stuff too, stuff that I really haven't shared, Uh, but I just really wanted to say thank you because, I mean, you guys sending me letters in the mail, which by the way, if you have not sent a letter and you want to, you can go to seller.com forward slash letter, and I will get your mail uh, that will get forwarded to, uh, to the guy that takes care of my mail, and then from there, I'll get it in my hands, and then I'll post it right up on my thank you wall, which I have here right in my office, and any of you that have seen my office tour, you see uh, you know where that is and kind of what my, my goal is to really cover the entire wall. Uh, Because that stuff really does feed me when I come in my office, when I come in this room, it just energizes me and reminds me of what I'm doing. And whether it's one person I'm helping or a thousand people I'm helping, I just want to help people. Uh, meeting people at live events has been awesome. Uh, any of you that have been to our TAS Breakthrough, uh, you know, events where you can actually come there and we we sit in a room for a day or two. Um, you know, you guys know who you are, but uh, those are just amazing. Like to be able to have those one-on-one conversations, learn a little bit about your business, but also about your personal life and how we share similar things, maybe. And it's really cool too that when you start something like this. Your goal is to really surround, your. it should be anyway, to surround yourself with like-minded people that also are a little bit like you. And it's funny, now that I've kind of put myself out there, I'm transparent, and everyone that meets me that does listen to the podcast says, wow, you pretty much are the same guy. Like, there's nothing really different. I feel like I'm just sitting in the same room. And that's the way that I wanted it to be. I did not want to pretend I did not want to be someone I wasn't. I didn't want to try to showboat so you could get, you know, the uh, the shiny object sim- syndrome and, and then go, oh, wow, look at that. You know, he must be successful because he drives that. Like, I'm not that guy and I'll never be that guy. And, you know, those people, you know, they're going to portray this, this image or, you know, this persona and then it's not really that person. I never wanted that. And that's why I've just put myself out there. And the cool thing is, like I was saying, is I'm attracting those people. So when I meet people, it's like, oh wow, yeah, we could actually hang out. Like we're kind of alike, you know? And that's the cool thing is being able to really attract almost magnetically the people that you would normally hang out with anyway and just cool people. You know, I've got people have emailed me and, you know, they didn't like a certain thing maybe on a podcast or this that and they're just rude or whatever. And it's kind of like, well, I don't really want you in my group anyway right? Like those people, it's like, I'm not trying to get everyone. I'm just trying to get the people that want to kind of jump on this, uh, you know, on this train, if you will, of going out there and building a lifestyle business that can support, you know, us and our family and what we want to do in life and not just building a business to make cash. Like, yeah, that's that's what's going to help us do what we want to do, but that's not the ultimate goal, right? Like, yes, that's, that's the vehicle that's going to allow us to get to where we want to go, but that's not the, that's not like the, the ultimate thing that we're going after. We're going after freedom, really. That's what we're doing here and the flexibility and all that stuff. Uh, so just anyone that I've met live in person, being able to shake hands, uh, take pictures together, whatever, I just want to say thank you guys. And if you have not been to a live event, definitely come out and, uh, you know, whether it's a free event that we do a TAS meetup, we do a lot of them wherever I'm traveling. I'll usually announce it on the Facebook page or an email will go out and, uh, yeah, we'll just hang out for a couple hours and, you know, have a coffee or have a, a beer depending on what time of day it is. And, uh. And then, yeah, we just we just kind of shoot the breeze. So um, the live events, uh, I'll give you the link to that. All this stuff, I'll link up in the show notes too, theamazingseller.com forward slash live, and then you can be put on that. Uh, that's a that's a separate email list that will just notify people of when we're doing live stuff. So that's all that that really is. If you want to get on that, go over to theamazingseller.com forward slash live. All right, so what I want to do here, though, is I want to talk about what I've really learned in the past three years, all right. Because, you know, the other day I did an interview and it reminded me of how much I've really learned and also, honestly, how much I learned from you, from the listener, from you guys asking questions and me having to kind of figure it out or even go through the process, because sometimes you don't realize what you know until you have to teach it, I guess. Is another way of putting it, Um, but also by you sharing with me, well, I did this and this worked and I was running this campaign and that worked and that didn't work so much. So it's a way for me to really learn from you and also learn, you know, mindset stuff. Like I can see a trend here that people that are listening, that are taking action, that are doing stuff, they have a different mindset than someone that's always living in fear. That's like, well, what if it doesn't work? Scott, I've been doing this now for a year and a half and I haven't launched a product yet. I haven't done it you know, and for you, I've got a resource that I've already put together and I actually published it this past week. So definitely do that. It's a 24-hour product discovery challenge. Uh, and I believe that episode is 473. Uh, yeah, theamazingseller.com forward slash 473. And that's a 24-hour product discovery challenge. Do that. Like it's there. I Again, I'm doing this stuff because I know that there's obstacles in your way. There's fear in your way. I'm trying to you know, kind of knock down those barriers for you because I know that there's fear out there. And heck, I've got fear. I mean, fear in not just launching new products, but other things. And I'll share a few of them here today with you. But like I said, interviewing other people and then hearing from other people really allows me to learn and grow. And like I said, I was just on that interview and, you know, he was like, you know, Scott, you know, I really like it when you talk about the mindset stuff, because i I've been in business for 10 years in other various business service businesses and stuff. And I get it. Right. I know that business isn't just about going out there and and finding the next you know fidget spinner, selling it, making a bunch of money and then leaving. Like, I know that. And I started going down that road. But until I kind of went back to, you know, and he, he said, you know, I listened to your podcast and you kind of mentioned something about brand building. And he's like, and then it just it made me switch my mindset again. Like I said, let's stop chasing that. Let's put the energy in over here and let's build something that's a little bit long term and something that, you know, we could sell later and all this. So, you know, it's it's a mindset sometimes that needs to be addressed. It really is. And he was he was like, you know, I love it when you do those episodes. And I personally was like, does anybody really care? They just want the next hack they want. And I don't like hacks, but, you know, they want the next tactic, the next strategy, or they want to hear what we did that worked or what didn't work. And I get it. And I'm going to share all that stuff. But people want to, I guess, I mean, this is what you guys are telling me, that you do want to hear about this. Like, how did you overcome that fear? What do you do every day that allows you to consistently take action? Like, what do you do every day that get you in the right mindset? So this way here, you don't have those fears. You just run at the wall and just say, I'm going to bust through it. Like, what is it? Right. And those are the things I love learning about. So I probably will be starting to interview some people that is more about even just that, not even about building the business, because that is a huge, huge component to our success. And someone on our team, Joel Bauer, you guys may or may not have met him or heard from him. He's been on the podcast a couple of times, but he's huge on that huge. And he's someone that I learned from every single day. When I talk to him, I love getting in his ear because, you know, it's, it's a way for me to learn and really dig a little bit deeper into myself. And sometimes that's what we need. Um, but yeah, mindset, big one. All right. So let's, um, let's talk about how the podcast almost never happened. All right, now I'm going to give some more credit here to my wife. I've done this in the past. You're going to hear me do it again. Uh, my wife and I have been married for 23 years now, and uh, you know she's been a huge supporter in all of the things that we've done, or vice versa. You know, we started a photography business, which I knew nothing about, and she really didn't either. Uh, we were learning by reading books and stuff. They didn't even really have YouTube back then, and um, you know, and I was a supporter of her there, but then we kind of worked together to build that thing. Um, but we doubted ourselves a lot in that process, but we pushed through and we believed in ourselves and we had each other's back and we did it right. And, you know, we had some ups and downs, we had some tough times and, you know, we were living paycheck to paycheck. And then we finally had, you know, some success, you know, but there was always that fear there. And, you know, when I was getting ready to do this podcast, I started asking myself these questions. I started getting that in, you know, that, uh, you know, imposter syndrome, you know, it's kind of like where they're like, you know, hey, wait a minute here, wait, before you do that, you know, like, you're going to start this podcast, like, you know, who's going to listen to this thing, and, you know, I start asking myself, I, that's a good question, I don't know who's going to listen to, who's going to listen to me, you know, I'm just a regular guy, you know what I mean, like, that's just, you know, happening to do this Amazon thing, I just kind of want to share it, want to help people, but, you know, why? who's going to listen to me? Well, let's go back a little bit further. And here's something I've never shared before, I don't think publicly, uh, is that, you know, I've started other things that didn't work, right? And one of them was a fitness and health podcast. And I was like, oh, this is going to be cool. I'm going to be, because I was really into fitness when I got into about, I was even growing up and stuff, but uh, when I was, let's see, 39, 38 or 39. I'm 45 now, 38 or 39. I started getting, you know, to that 40 age and I'm like, oh my gosh, like life's going to be over. I never thought I'd feel that way either, by the way. And I started to, to uh, feel that. And I'm like, I gotta get myself in shape. And my son was like, you know, why don't you do that insanity thing? And and I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that thing. That looks too hard, you know? And then after about four infomercials you know, late night TV, I committed and I did it. And I was in great shape. I felt awesome. And their whole model was, you know, you you get success on yourself and then you can become a Beachbody coach. And then from there, you can get, you know, uh, you can help more people. And then that will kind of build. It's kind of like multi-level marketing. It's what it is. Um, so I wasn't even really going at it for that reason. I was doing it more because I just wanted to, I wanted to help other people because I knew that, you know, obesity is an issue in our country and, I mean, frankly, all over the world. Um, you know, I've got a sister that is, uh, you know, overweight uh, and uh, I've got uh, family members that are overweight. Um, my wife has had, you know, family members overweight, um, you know, and, and I see it. It's on a, it's an unhealthy way of living and there's nothing you can do about it other than eat right, exercise, get the right mindset. Right. And so in my head, I'm like, you know, if I can help people in this, that would feel really good. So. I'm like, you know, I'll get into this thing. I'll just, you know, immerse myself in this market. And I did. And I actually helped a buddy of mine because I wanted to kind of go through it and kind of see if I could help someone. And I helped him. He was 290 pounds and got him on the bandwagon and, uh, you know, just had him eat 18. It was like 1800 calories. I'll never forget. I gave him 1800 calories. I said, this is what you're going to eat. These are your options. And then from there, I need you to work out at least five days a week. And uh, and he was using uh, not P90X. It was a it was one under that it was a lighter version. Uh, I forget what it was now. Um, but anyway, so he did that and he did it consistently for like two months in a row. Never you know stopped. And he continued to exercise after that. But long story short, he lost over. I think it was 85 or 90 pounds. He was under 200 pounds. I mean, it was just transformational. It was just incredible. And the feeling was awesome. And he was, you know, feeling awesome. And he wanted to help people now. Now he had his people in his office that were, that were on this, you know, kind of like a biggest loser challenge type thing. And he was leading it, you know. So that was really cool. Um, so I, uh, back to my podcasting thing, I'm like, you know, I want to start a podcast. I want to, you know, help people. I want to get my message out there. And I did about 10 episodes and I was doing it with a, a buddy of mine. And, uh, You know, went ahead and, uh, you know, did a few episodes, like I said, about 10. And there was really no, no, there was no traction. There was nothing. And again, I had no way that I was going to monetize this. I had no, and again, didn't care at that point. I just wanted to help people and get people to listen. But if people weren't going to listen, I don't want to do all that work, right? It's kind of like, why do I want to do all that work? No one's going to listen. It's kind of like building a blog. I'm not going to write all that content on a blog and no one's going to listen to it. Like, or no, no one's going to read it. Like it's, it seems like a waste of time. But that is part of business, by the way. But I learned a ton, right? I learned that, uh, you know, number one, that I needed to maybe niche down a little bit further and maybe I needed to create one, which I didn't do, but I could have maybe a podcast for, uh, you know, guys that are over 40. You know, I might I might have you know needed to narrow that down, but I got kind of frustrated a little bit and I just threw my hands up like, ah, screw it. I'm just going to I'm just going to go ahead and scrap that idea. And I bailed on it. OK, after about 10 episodes. So, again, I did it once. It didn't work like I wanted it to. I bailed on it. Didn't really lose much, but time. Um, But, you know, who knows? There could have been, you know, a few hundred people that listened and maybe one of those, they never emailed me, but maybe one of those, it it helped change their life or get them on the right track. Who knows? But I kind of gave up on it, right? But that failure in my mind was a failure uh, that kept coming back when I was thinking about starting this podcast. You see, so because of that, it almost crippled me. It almost made me not. And what did my wife say? She goes, Scott, listen, you've got such a great way of breaking things down. And what you're doing right now is something that you never thought you could do. Because let's be honest, you know, and for those of you that don't know, I never, I never uh, graduated college. I never went to college. Okay. and never spent one day in a college class. And I used to feel less of a person back in the day. Uh, but now I don't, now I'm like, you know, entrepreneurship is kind of like, now it's a proud thing. Uh, but I, you know, I, I've kind of created a nice lifestyle for myself over the past 15 years, my wife and I built a brick and mortar business, uh, you know, uh, you know, built that into a six figure business, uh, you know, from scratch, uh, you know, and we've done that in the photography space online, teaching people Photoshop and, you know, digital templates and stuff like that. We've done that. I've been public about that stuff and built that into a six figure brand. So we've done that. But I've also built, you know, these little mini niche sites that we were going to create as little traffic generators. They didn't work so well. Right. But you know, I've done all these things that led up to where I am now. But I had all the tools, in a sense, right? You could say, well, you had the mic. I didn't really have the same mic, but I had the mic, you know. And I had the know-how to set up a feed uh, and 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 how to use Libsyn, which is our hosting for the podcast. Like, I knew all this stuff. Now I just needed to believe in myself and actually get that message out there. So my wife was like, you know, you know, you've created a lifestyle for yourself kind of through hard knocks. Like you, you've you've learned how to do it through this process. And this Amazon thing now is really exciting to you. And you just want to kind of help people along the way of what you've done. You're not saying you're this major expert. You're just saying, I want to share this time or this this uh, the, these experiences. And that's all I wanted to do. So that's what I did. And uh, and I was always a big follower of Pat Flynn. So uh, Pat Flynn, a little shout out to, to you. A good friend of mine now, by the way. Um, I almost played basketball with him in, uh, I think it was... Um, was it San Diego? I forget, but, um, I ended up, uh, declining because, uh, I didn't want to be, uh, I didn't want to uh, be made, uh, to look silly. So, uh, <laughs> but maybe next time, I'm not a basketball player. I can shoot foul shots, but that's about it. Um. So, uh, so anyway, yeah, but I mean, he kind of taught me through like, just, just put your message out there and just keep at it, keep at it and help people. And that's really the model that I followed. And, um, and I did it, you know, and, and I started and I wasn't going to though, you know, I, and I want you guys to understand, like, I was not going to hit record. I wasn't going to do it. And, uh, long story short, I did. And here we are three years later and, you know, I've got, you know, over nine million downloads to date, 54,000 active members in our Facebook community, you know, just a great thing that we've done here. And I say we, because it's us, right? We're in this together, you and me. Like, I'm not saying that I am, uh, you know, the expert that I'm a little bit further along than a lot of you maybe, but I am not going to say, sit here and say, I don't think anybody, can really say that because you're always learning. You know, some people would say, "No, Scott, you are the guru." No, I'm not the guru. Okay, um, but I yes, I do know a little bit more because I've done it. I've been there. I've got I've got history, right? I've got experience, right? I'm a little bit further along, right? But that doesn't mean that I'm not gonna ever want to keep learning, and I will keep learning. But this podcast has always been about me documenting my story, but then also documenting other people's stories, and also how to do it the right way without going out there and doing these hacks or doing these you know black hat tactics or any of that stuff or trying to get attention by flashing you know Lamborghinis on my thumbnails uh, or you know any of that stuff you guys get what I'm saying right but you know my whole goal here was to really just put myself out there be transparent and know that I'm gonna get haters and when you get haters that just means, from what I'm told, that you've kind of made it, uh, but yep, get I've got some haters, and uh, and that's fine, you know, um, but those aren't the people that are going to be invited to, you know, the party, uh, you know, the barbecue in the backyard, uh, you know, those aren't the ones, uh, I want to be around those people that I want to have at the barbecue, you know, and then we can sit back and play some horseshoes maybe, or, you know, maybe play some can jam, or, you know, kind of like a backyard game, like that's what I want it to be, but anyway, going back to my fear there, I almost didn't start, I I literally almost didn't start because I wasn't going to. My wife just kind of nudged me and said, listen, why don't you just commit to like 20, maybe 25 episodes and see what happens? And I did. And I think the first episode I posted, it might've got like 500 downloads in the first like day or two, which that's more than i had had through the 10 episodes I did on the podcast about fitness, right? And the fitness thing was just me talking about what I've done, you know, to get myself back in shape being, and then also talking about my friend that we got him into shape and- and a little little uh, fun fact here for you too. Some of you guys that know Dom Sugar, um, you guys hear me have him on uh, every now and then, and also we do our TAS Power Hour. Um, he was uh, he was overweight, and uh, and he admits it, and uh, you can see it in a lot of the pictures and stuff that he's had when we were in YouTube's and or doing YouTube videos and stuff like that. And uh, we had a conversation, uh, you know, at one point. I think it was just about a year ago now. And uh, I wanted to get him on actually and do a uh, an update because um, I'm proud to say that he kind of got on that same that same uh, uh, routine and, and same mindset as my buddy did. And uh, Dom lost uh, over, I believe now it's it's over uh, gosh ninety pounds. Uh, we're pushing a hundred pounds in a year, and uh, yeah, it's life changing stuff. And when I When I'm able to have a little small piece of that, a part of that, that fuels me, you know? Yes. You know, fast forward, does the podcast generate, you know, money through like affiliate partners that I have and stuff? Yes, yes, yes. But nothing can top someone saying, Scott, you know, you helped change my life. I don't know how I can repay you for that. I'm like, listen, you don't have to repay me anything. Just be alive, be, be in the present with your family, be, you know, be able to enjoy what you, what you've been able to do now. Like now you can actually do things because you feel as, as though you can, right? Like before he didn't feel like he could go to the mall and walk that distance. Cause you know, it's a, it's a chore, right? And I, I know he doesn't care that I share this stuff with you guys. I mean, like I said, I wanted to have him on, but again, like that stuff to me is, is just game changing stuff. Um, all right, let's get back on track here. I'm getting a little off track, but that, that was my fear, right? And that, and that's why I didn't want to start the podcast, but I did. Okay. So let's fast forward a little bit. And, and, you know, like when I wanted to really do the podcast, like I said, I wanted to talk about my Amazon findings. I wanted to document along the way. Okay. Uh, now these are kind of the things in order of how I kind of looked at it. Number one, would it help people? Okay. So if I could reach people, I felt it could number two, could I attract the right people, the people that I would want to be at that barbecue? Okay, and again, these were questions I asked myself. Okay, Um, now, the other reason for the podcast was it was a way for me to find new opportunities either from people that I had on, okay, or from people that I have now in private conversations because, you know, once you have a podcast, you start to get invitations. You start to have people reach out to you. I mean, more than I want to even look at now. I mean, there's a lot of people pitching tools, which I'm not a big fan tool pusher. Um, There's a few that I like and you guys know them and they're on my resources page, but uh, you know, I'm not a tool pusher. Now I could make a ton of money just pushing a whole bunch of tools. Guys, here's the next new tool. Here's the next new tool. I'm not going to be that guy, but I have gotten great opportunities now because of the podcast that open up doors that I could have, you know, either a network partner where I can kind of go out there and kind of network a little bit or just a strategic partner or a partner like I have in the new brand. All right, now I will share with you um, how I was going to do a partnership deal that kind of went bad. um, And that taught me again about partnerships and really what you need to look for. But I'll share that here in a second. But, uh, and then moving down the line, I knew eventually if I could attract the right people, if I could reach the people, I I knew that eventually money would follow. Some way, somehow, I did not start this podcast thinking of any way that we could monetize the podcast. None. Zero. Like didn't even cross my mind. Now, did I know that eventually something could happen, whether it's affiliate deals, whether it is a training, whether it is a tool that I create? Like, I I don't know. Like, I didn't think of that, but I knew that eventually something would happen. The more it's kind of like that Zig Ziglar, the more people you help get what they want, the more that you'll receive. It's the same idea. So that's that's like my mindset, like help as many people as possible and from there, good things will happen. And eventually things did happen. You know, at first I I was funding everything as far as like, you know, the hosting, which isn't crazy expensive, but it's something, right? And then the show notes, like show notes, I was writing them myself. And for those of you guys that know, I hate show notes. I hate not show notes. I hate writing. So I don't, I didn't want to do the show notes, but I did them because I knew they were important. So then I had to hire someone for that. And then people were saying, well, Scott, can I get transcripts? I I, I like to read them versus listen because I'm at work and then I'll listen later. So transcripts, so all of this stuff. And then I'm doing three episodes and that was another crazy thing. Everyone's like, Scott, you're crazy. You're never going to keep up with three episodes, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Well, I'm here to say in the past three years, I've not missed one, not one episode. You can go back and look and have not missed an episode, which is pretty awesome. Like, I mean, I didn't even know if I was going to be able to do that. I thought maybe start three and then maybe scale back to two. And then maybe if I had, so I could go to one, one's easy. Now I hear people complain about doing one episode a week. I'm like, damn, that'd be like a vacation, you know, but I've got so much to share. Like I've got so much to share, so many people that I want to share and and I just want to stay connected, right? So three days a week. But again, that also adds more to the work that's got to be done, right? Like it's got to be edited, right? You got to have your show notes. You got to have your transcripts. Everything's got to be uploaded to the, to the, the feed. Everything's got to be posted on the podcast. Now we're starting to do some more YouTube stuff. So there's a lot to it right, and I'm just a small guy, you know, a small team, like, we got, like, I'm not, like, I don't have this massive team, 30, 40 people, you know, but I've been able to build a small team that's really behind the same, the same driving force and mission that I have, that I want to, I want to help people, and I want to reach more people, um, and, and, and that's it, you know, so, anyway, on the, on the, uh, you know, monetizing, yes, eventually, I knew it would happen, and it did, okay, and, and it did, okay, but the thing is, guys. I faced my fear and it worked this time. Now, I faced my fear before in the past. It didn't work, but it's okay. Dusted myself off and, and moved on. I just interviewed, um, actually, uh, Amand. if you go back, I think one episode, it's going to be 474. So the episode before this one, I just interviewed him and he talks about how he had two, I think maybe it was even three failed products. And then he finally changed his mindset a little bit, went back to the drawing board and it's it's funny because he went back to the drawing board. And he went back to his first exercise, which I talk about the touch list a lot. Which again is in that 24 hour product discovery bootcamp thing. Go check that out. Um, you know, I went ahead and uh, and I talked about the touch list, and he went ahead and went back to that list. And the product that he ended up launching that worked was like second or third on his touch list. So that's pretty awesome. So th- anyway, listen to that episode too. I'll put that in the show notes, or you can just go back to that episode. All right, so. Let's uh, let's move on here, and I didn't want this to go too long, but it seems like I'm kind of long-winded here, but I've got a lot to, to talk about, I guess. But here's the deal, okay? If I never pushed through the doubts, I wouldn't be here recording this today. Have you ever had something that you look back on and you're like, man, if I never went there or if I never did that, this major thing in my life never would have happened? I've got one for you. I met my wife out on the town one night which she wasn't going to go out. I wasn't going to go out. I was a young 20-year-old kid, um, you know, and I'm like, I wasn't going to go out. And at the time, I didn't even, I couldn't even get into a bar um, and everything. But I had buddies that kind of wanted to get me to go out and stuff. And I'm like, I'm not going out. I'm not going. So they pushed me and they said, you know what? You're going out. And I went out and uh, they ended up getting me into a, to a bar. uh, And, uh, and I, that's where I met her. Okay. But she wasn't going to go out. She has a very similar story. I wasn't going to go out. What if we never went out that night? I would say I probably never have met her. And if I never met her, I wouldn't have the family that I have. I wouldn't have the career that I have because a lot of it was been has been shaped from what her and I have done collectively together. You see what I'm saying? Like so think about that for a minute, even even in your own personal life. Like is there something right now that you can think of that if you never did that one thing, you wouldn't be where you are today? Like it's huge. Like, you know, there's just big, and sometimes it could be the opposite. You can go, if I never took that left turn, I never would have, you know, this bad thing never would have happened. And that can work that way too, right? Got to take the good with the bad, but yeah, just think about that. But again, if I never pushed through these doubts, I wouldn't be here today recording this for you. And we wouldn't have reached thousands of people and helped, you know, tons and tons of people, um, because I pushed through that fear. All right. So, all right. Why did I choose Amazon to sell products three years ago? It's a question I get asked and I'm not going to go into too much detail because I've already talked a lot about it here, but I'll give you kind of the summary. Um, But I was selling, uh, we we had a photography business, you guys know that, and then from there we were also selling digital products uh, alongside our photography business because we were creating a lot of templates for our clients and then we would sell those on eBay. So we kind of got our start on eBay. We were kind of doing a little bit of retail ARB too. I, I talk about this in a video and I'll actually, I'll, I'll link that up in the show notes to this too, where I show the uh, the wooden bridge that I was selling um, on eBay that my, my wife found at the Christmas tree shop uh, and uh, was buying them for like 25 or 30 bucks. We were selling them for 135 to 150 bucks at one point, And we were basically selling them to put our kids through private school. Like that's what we were doing. We would load up the minivan with a, about 20, 25 bridges, bring them home. And we would sell them. And the crazy thing is, is I had to repackage some of them because they were too big. They were oversized and FedEx wouldn't take them unless they were like two inches, you know, narrow, or smaller in, a, in the box size. So I had to cut the boxes down and reposition the wood on every single one. And we had to drive them to a FedEx plant, which wasn't near us. So it was about 25 minutes. So talk about work. We did the work, like we put in the work, but anyway, that's my story about like selling physical products kind of started on eBay, started dabbling on eBay and seeing, oh my gosh, like there's a little revenue stream here for us. This is kind of crazy. Maybe we should do a little bit more of this. And we were, I was selling these, uh, uh, film transfer projectors. I was selling those because I was in the film transfer business alongside our photography business. And from there, uh, I started to, uh, I actually, I built a projector that would help me transfer old eight millimeter film and uh, kind of reverse engineered how they were being built, and, and I would make them, and I would sell them on eBay uh, from, I think it was between like $650 all the way up to about $900, and they were costing me about $150 to build, and it was taking me about one full day to build it, and I say one full day, about four to five hours um, that I was allocating for that time, but made some good money there, right? But I had to do all the work, and then had to box it up, and had to ship it over to UPS, and you know, all the, all the peanuts that we had to put around it so it didn't get broken and all that stuff, right? A lot of work. And then I started hearing about this Amazon FBA thing. And I'm like, hmm, what what is this thing? What does that mean? FBA fulfilled by Amazon. So wait a minute here. I can ship product to Amazon and then they will fulfill it once I get an order. So I don't have to pack anything. Wow, that's pretty cool. I'm like, all right, let me look into this. So I started looking into it and then I started hearing about retail arbitrage and online arbitrage and it was kind of a cool idea, but I was busy enough. I didn't want another like job in a sense. And I found that that was kind of like work of kind of like what I was doing with the projectors and with, you know, uh, you know, the bridges and all that stuff. It was kind of the similar, you know, I was kind of trading of what I was going to do with the retail art thing. But then I started thinking like, how could I make like my own product or how could I come up with something that was kind of like, a CD or a DVD that I could just keep, you know, printing copies. Like I was with my digital templates. And that's where I started hearing about private labeling. And then once I heard about private labeling, I'm like, I got to get into the game here. I got to check this thing out. And that's where the aha was. Like, I was like, whoa, wait a minute here. So I started doing like, and, and back then there wasn't a ton on there. That's even another reason why I did the podcast. There wasn't content really published much on how to do this. It was little bits and pieces that I was kind of putting together. And then from there, you know, I went ahead and I, I, uh, I did a lot of things wrong, but I ended up launching my first product and when I launched that first product, I did it the same way, even like finding the products, I did it the same way that everyone was doing it back then. Like three years ago, it was different. It was a wild, wild west where you could go out there and launch something pretty quickly and follow a, a certain formula and pretty much start getting ranked and start getting sales. And that's what I did. But uh, there's some things that I, that I did wrong that I want to share here um, and that worked then, but definitely would not work now. All right. And my, my goal really back then was to get four or five products that could do what I was doing there. I mean, I was doing over 50 to 75 units of one product or almost right out of the gate. All right. And, uh, you know, I was picking products or trying to find products that were doing 50 to 75 units per day. I was like, those are the ones I want. I want to get those products. If I can get five of those, man, It'd be great. You know, it's like perfect. So I was so like focused on that. And then I would go to uh, Alibaba and, and for my first product, I found it like immediately it was right there. It's like, I I barely had to do anything. And then, uh, you know, I was like, okay, so I got to get this thing launched. How do you launch it? Oh, you got to go ahead and you got to, you know, give like a hundred of these away or 200 of these away. I think I did 140 was my first giveaway. And so I did it, right? And I, and I, I went ahead and I, I went and I, I won't name the service that I use, but you guys all know it. And I used the service and I, I, I basically sold 140 units, didn't even sell them. I pretty much gave them away 140 units right out of the gate. And then my rank went up and and everything started working. And I was like, holy crap, this is starting to work. And it was right around the holidays too. So it was fourth quarter, but fourth quarter was just going to be over. And, uh, and sales were like starting 10 a day and then 12 and then 18 and then 20. And then all of a sudden I was up 40, 50. And then that carried on for a pretty good while. And to fast forward a little bit, my first year did $300,000 in revenue on one product. It was insane. Now, that same product doesn't do 300,000 uh, in, you know, in a year. All right, here's here's what's kind of happened. All right, a couple things happened with that brand. And I don't even really call it a brand. It was kind of like an open brand. Let's call it that. It's kind of it's kind of like your garlic press of today. Uh, you know, it's it that's kind of what it was. I mean, anybody could find it, anybody could sell it. All you had to do is repackage it. At the time there was only three or four guys selling it and, you know, it's whoever's quickest to market, you know, and getting some momentum. But here's the thing. That product is still selling today. And I have done zero, zero. I have not optimized pay-per-click. I haven't uh, done any giveaways. I haven't done anything. The second year, I think we still did 150, 170,000, somewhere in there. Uh, And and the margins on this at first were right around 40%. They've since went to about 20%. Um, And actually, uh, it's funny. There's two SKUs in that product, and uh, one of them gets less. It's like 15. percent The other one gets about 30. So combined, we're about 20. Um, and then the third year did 100k uh, again, extra 30 grand, not bad. Um, and right now, I'd say you know we're consistently you know doing between I'd say profit wise, thousand to fifteen hundred dollars a month for something I'm not even touching. Now I kind of let that all go. And the reason is, is because number one, I knew there wasn't going to be a brand built around that. Um, I could have kind of, but it was competitive and that's why, because you know, those units were selling 57, five a day. the other thing was, is Scott's become a public figure now. And guess what? Everyone's going to be digging. And I didn't know that I was going to have a podcast when I first started this, you know, I didn't know. So, I was kind of exposed in a sense, people that wanted to find out could and had their ways or whatever. And a few people even emailed me, Scott, just want to let you know, you know? And so right there, I said, you know what? Scott is not doing any more on that product or those brands or in that, in that brand, nothing. If Scott's going to do anything, it's going to start from scratch over here or better yet, I'm going to partner. Now that's what I've kind of done moving forward. And that's what I've really learned. And that's what I like to do because I like to partner because I don't have to do all the work. Number one, number two, I'm able to put my expertise in there and kind of really drive the, you know, drive the the vehicle in a sense, but, you know, also finding a partner that has a different skill set than I have. Um, but we're similar, you know, we have the same drive and all that stuff, but they have a different strength than I do. All right. And that's kind of what we've done. And that is the new brand that you guys hear us talking about, which isn't even a full year yet. And, uh, you know, we've already done six figures in sale. Actually, we did over six figures in December alone, which was crazy. And we just ran out of inventory in, uh, in, uh, January and, uh, on most of our SKUs and we're still going to do over 75,000. So that one there is working really, really well. All right. But that's what I enjoy doing now or advising, uh, you know, there's, uh, you know, a couple of my students, uh, in that have been in our class and, uh, or even at a live event and we we were able to get them dialed in and going from, well, one guy, Jared, who didn't even have his, his product or anything going yet. And, uh, fast forward to today. And, uh, the last I checked, you know, he was well over 75,000 a month. So being able to help in that and really kind of guide That's really rewarding. Um, You know, so I like doing that. I like having my hands in the partnership stuff because I still get paid, right? I'm still going to make money on that brand. If that brand does well, I do well. Um, So that's really what I'm focusing on. But it's crazy because that one failure, if you would look at it now, that's kind of like you would say fizzled. I haven't done anything. I haven't touched it. All I do is reorder. So it's kind of like your digital product. Like I talked about who wouldn't want a product that could do a thousand dollars a month in profit. Like I think anyone would, right? So I wouldn't do it the same way again at all because, you know, now things are a lot different, but I did it and it's still rewarding me. Uh, it's just, I've learned a ton through that process. I've learned also what not to do, uh, you know, and I've learned also that if you're going to be a podcaster and if you're going to be in this Amazon space where people are going to try to find out what you're selling so they can sell it, you, you probably want to partner and and not even be tied to that brand um, in a sense publicly. Um, so that's kind of, that's the story. And again, I haven't really shared a lot of that. So I'm sharing it here because it's our, you know, it's our third birthday. It's our, it's our anniversary today. Uh, so I just, again, I wanted to, uh, to kind of share that with you. Um, but the bottom line is there with that type of product is, is, I mean, the minute that you can go to Ant- or, and I should probably highlight this when you can go to Alibaba and find your product that you're looking at on page one, and it's the exact same thing. And you're going to create the same exact product. You're not going to modify it. That's a no, no, do not do that. Do not do that. Because if, if you found it that easy, someone else is going to find it that easy. Uh, the funny, funny thing is, is like now, uh, my, my partner will, will kind of contact me, go, you know, I'm having a tough time finding it. I'm like, that's good. That is good. Uh, but now we have an agent that works over there for us. And, you know, they can kind of do all the legwork. They don't look on Alibaba. They just go, they go look through their sourcing. Um, and again, that's another tip that I talk a lot about is like, we found that agent by dealing with them through a manufacturer, built a relationship, and now that person kind of works for us on the side. Um, so it's, again, you have to build those relationships. It's, it's about you know creating those relationships over time, um, whether that's in business, whether that's in life, right? It's like you have to figure that stuff out as you go. I didn't have that, that agent a year ago, but I have her now, um, which is pretty cool. So again, another little, another little tip there for you. Um, but anyway, so here's another failure, um, that I'm going to talk about really quickly. Um, I talked a little bit about it, but I didn't go into it, into much detail. Um, but you know, when I, I'd say probably about two years ago now, um, when I was thinking to myself, okay, I want to add more products. I, you know, I want to kind of go through this thing. And I, I, I'd always been, you know, kind of like interested in supplements, but I didn't have the expertise and I didn't want to just put out supplements. Like I didn't want to be the person, to just slap a label on it and do it. So I wanted to find something that helped people or something that was going to help me something that I would take on a daily basis. So, uh, there was someone that lived near us in New York at time. I'm not in New York anymore. And I got to know them pretty good. They owned their own uh, facility. They own their own training facility and all that stuff. And I was just talking to them about like their own products. Like, why don't you have your own products? You know, you're just doing client work. They were just a trainer and they're like, well, I just didn't know how to do it. And And I'm like, well, I do know how to do it. You know, and I, I've wanted to get in the supplement world. Have you ever thought about that? And they're they're like totally into nutrition and like almost like a a licensed uh, nutritionist. Uh, You know what I mean? Like they, they know their stuff. And I'm like, man, if I could partner with you and you kind of be the face of it and you educate and you do all that stuff, it'll be easy because then we're going to have more than just a supplement. And they're like, yeah, that'd be awesome. I would love, I've always wanted to, to have my own supplement line, you know, whatever. So we ended up, I think it was, let me go back now Two. yeah, we started with two different ones and he went through and created this blend and everything. And we were working, you know, with a, a, you know, supplement company and everything And, uh, long story short is we went ahead, we ordered some and it kind of fizzled, you know, he kind of, uh, didn't really, didn't really stay connected. Didn't really show me that he wanted to drive, um, the business because he wasn't seeing cash. I feel, um, you know what I mean? Like in the beginning, when you're doing this, you can't think to yourself for the first six to eight months, you're going to see cash, but you got to put the work in. So I needed videos created to educate people I needed YouTube stuff created like I needed all that stuff. And I should have did a little bit more back checking on that. Um, But I thought in my gut that I trusted it and I kind of I made a bad decision there. Um, Now we did sell through we liquidated all that stuff. So the end of the story was I didn't really lose any money, but I did, you know, lose time and I lose some, I lost some confidence, um, in, uh, in being able to trust people, you know, and, and trust is a big thing with me. Uh, so it just didn't work out, you know, and then, you know, most recent partner, uh, you know, I really had a good feeling too, and it's really kind of worked out. So if I didn't trust partnerships I wouldn't have started this new brand and if I didn't start this new brand I wouldn't have the success we are having with this new brand makes sense right like I, you're going to have things that might not work. It's cool. You know, it happens, but I learned through it. I also learned that I wouldn't want to be in the supplement business, um, because it is crazy, crazy competitive. It's dirty, meaning there's dirty players. They're going to do some dirty things. You're going to be in black hat market where people are going to be, you know, doing black hat tricks on Amazon to try to game the system and all that stuff. And just wasn't for me. Um, and if, if I don't have the know-how and the expertise, I don't want to sell that stuff. So it just didn't feel right. But, um, but yeah, I learned, I learned a ton through that, you know, and uh, you know that's I think that's the moral of the story, right, is, is I had to learn something there, and I did. Um, all right, so the key takeaways here, okay? I want to give you guys some key takeaways because I want you to walk away here and, and have something that you can say, you know what? Okay, thanks, Scott, for sharing that with me. Uh, but here's some key takeaways. Don't go after products that are doing 50 sales per day. Like, just just don't do it. If you do, you're going to start going into that world of black hat, gray hat, um, because there's more competition there. Everyone wants to sell 50 units per day. I like doing the 10 by 10 by one strategy that I talk about, which is 10 units a day at $10 profit for one product. Something I talk about on our workshop, if you have not attended one of our workshops, we have a new one for 2018 here that we're doing, and it's really the five-step process that we've used to build our six-figure business um, with low-competition products, and that's the 10 by 10 by one because 10 sales a day to a lot of people isn't a lot, but if you add that across five products, and here's the other thing, you're going to stumble on some products that are going to do 20 or 30 sales per day. So 10 by 10 by one, that's a great strategy. Um, If the product is all over Alibaba when you're searching for it, don't do it. Don't, please, Uh, because that will, uh, you know, again, it's going to give you a lot of competition because everyone else is going to do the same thing unless you can differentiate or unless you find that one product and that leads you to your product that's not even the product that's on Alibaba. Hopefully that makes sense because um, if it's hard, to, hard for you to find it, like I said, then it's going to be hard for others. Um, and this also will give you a head start because yes, eventually they could find it, but that's okay as long as you have a head start. I mean, we have products that yes, people could rip them off, but we're already so far ahead. It's going to, you're going to have to really sell your butt off to even compete. All right. And that's the key getting there, um, getting, getting there quick. Number two. Is nowadays in in today's world, and we're recording this in 2018, but I even think in the future you're going to need more SKUs, and you can do that just by adding variations. Like if you have variations on one listing, like let's say you have a, a listing and it has three variations, you've got three products technically. And the cool thing about that is, if you run out of inventory on on SKU number one or variation number one, the other two are still in stock. You're not going to lose as much momentum. So. Having more SKUs will also drive additional sales, all that stuff. Back in the day, three years ago, I don't think it mattered as much, but now it definitely, definitely matters. Three, Amazon will favor brands in the future, and that's gonna be now and in the future. I can almost guarantee that. They're already starting to do that. They've updated their brand registry 2.0 now, where they want you to be a brand. They want you to be trademarked, all that stuff. Um, so that it, they are going to favor that for sure. Number four, is don't just rely on the tools to find the products. So many people are like, I want the the tool that's going to show me the products and I want to then go sell that product. Everyone else is doing that. Everyone else is doing that. Don't do that. All right. What I like to do is find markets that can be tapped into. And I talk a lot about that on the workshop as far as like how to drill down into these different markets and how to establish a market and then how to find products that they're buying and all that stuff. And actually, I've done a YouTube video on it. I'll actually embed that here in the blog post to this episode, theamazingseller.com forward slash 475. So definitely uh, check that out if you're interested in seeing what I mean by that. Um, And then five is reminding yourself that Amazon is a sales channel. It's rented land, Okay. You do not want to build your entire business on a piece of rented land. If they want to sell the land, they can, right? You don't want to do that. You want to use platforms to get attention. Yes. And sell your products, but you need to diversify. And we talk a lot about building a brand because now we can take our email list asset. We can take our Facebook page or group or YouTube channel or Instagram, whatever we have that we've built an asset we can build that. So this way here, we can drive traffic to wherever we want. And that would be whatever platform we're using. If it's our own website platform that we're going to you know, start getting sales, we can drive it there. If Amazon decides to get a little cranky, we can pause them for a little while and we can come back to them. Um, I don't think that that's going to happen. If you're building a brand, I think you're going to be able to use Amazon for a long time. Uh, but again, we don't want to put all of our eggs in one basket. Okay, Um, definitely check out the brand building video that I did. Again, I'll link that up in the show notes because that really does illustrate it pretty well as far as like how we're actually using social media because social media is a platform too, by the way. So don't forget that like like your social media like I use Facebook as an example, like we're using Facebook to drive a lot of awareness and build our email list and and, uh, you know, even run Facebook ads and all that stuff. But if that goes away, that's okay because we're still building our email list. And we talk about like how we can plug it into any, any platform, any platform that's there now or one in the future. Same thing would go for YouTube. If you have a YouTube channel, I can plug all that stuff into building my email list. My email list will always be there. That's the asset that I own as well as my blog or my website. All right. But definitely go check out that video too. um, And I'll link that up in in the, uh, in the show notes, or you can just, you know, go to my YouTube channel and you can find it there. Um, it's, it's all about brand building. It's about 12 minutes long. It's not that long, but I'll show you on the whiteboard and kind of demonstrate what that looks like. All right. So to wrap up here, so what's next for TAS really? Well, right now it's to help you, anyone that wants to come along for the ride really, and build a business like that's what, that's what is the future. The other thing that's the future is we're not going to be building business with, you know, doing these black hat strategies or hacks, any of this BS stuff, like we're not doing that stuff. My mission and my goal is to help as many people that want to build a business. Okay. And they want to do it the right way, but also the long-term way. Those are the people that I want to help. All right. And if that's you, then come along, like definitely come. You know, we'll have a barbecue, we'll talk about it, we'll shoot some, uh, we'll, you know, we'll shoot some uh, horseshoes or whatever in the backyard, and then we'll go out and we'll build some businesses. Like, that's the people I, I want to attract, but I also want to work with and help, okay? And this podcast is totally free. Like, you know, I'm not saying you guys have to pay even for that. Now, a lot of you know that I do have paid training. Uh, we have the Private Label Classroom, uh, which you can head over to privatelabelclassroom.com. You can check that out. Um, the other thing that we've recently added, which is in beta, the time that this is going to be airing, um, is going to be our product discovery bootcamp. It's something new that we're doing here in 2018 and hopefully more in the future, but this is really to get people through that first phase, which is finding their products, but also finding their market and then starting to get the vision of building the brand. Like that's what our product discovery bootcamp is. And when you get done with that four week training, you will have, Everything kind of figured out, everything vetted, because we're going to go through it live with you, all right? We're going to go through and show you our examples of real products, real markets, how we're doing it step-by-step, so it's a four-week training. So definitely check out that, productdiscoverybootcamp.com. Again, it's new. Um, We are going to be in beta, so depending on when you go there, it may be closed. If it's open, then it's open, Um, but the first round, we're going to do it with a closed group so we can teach it, get some feedback, tweak it make it even better. And then from there, we'll go ahead and release it to the public. Um, And hopefully this is going to be a tool and a resource that you guys can use to kind of get you through that phase. Cause I think it's really, really important because I can't do anything. I can't do anything for you. If we don't get past that phase, as far as helping you build your email list, help you brand build, help you uh, use Facebook. Uh, Like I can't help you with any of that stuff because you're not, you don't even need it. Right. I got to get you through you know, finding the product, but also getting the vision of the market. Um, And then once we do that, it's like game over. Like we can just go to work. Like that's what we're going to be doing. But, you know, we're in this for the long haul. Like what is next for TAS? It's we're here for the long haul, like focus on brand building, using Amazon to launch our products and then building assets in the business. An example of that would be building our email list. Like that is, that's the focus. Like that's what we are doing next Anyone that wants to come along for the ride, that's what we're gonna be doing. And if you want to jump in, let's do it. Like, like let's let's do this together and and let's build these businesses that we can be proud of, but then also that can provide the lifestyle that we want. All right. So just to finally wrap up here, I did want to just say that all of our past guests, our students, everyone that's that I've ever had conversations with, I, I start to see patterns. And the patterns that people are, you know, that are successful, usually kind of have the same or similar mindset. All right. And the ones that succeed generally, I've come up with like five. And the first one is the right mindset. Like I said, there will be failures, but they keep going. Like they know that they, they don't go into this thing thinking that everything's going to be perfect. All right. So that's number one. Number two, they have extreme focus and they take action every single day. So what I mean by that is extreme focus is if I'm going to, uh, you know, figure out, like you don't even know what market or what brand you're going to start or what products you're going to sell. That's like the focus. Like we got to figure that part out first, right? And then you move on. That's what I mean about extreme focus. All right. Three, they're willing to take risks, but they're smart about it too, right? They sometimes have a safety net. I always had a safety net that if this doesn't work, I'm not like, I'm not using the money that I pay my mortgage with, but if this doesn't work. So what, I dust myself off, I go over here, or if this doesn't work, I could always go out and get a a part-time job to help pay for whatever, right? Like there's always a backup plan, there's always a safety net, that's how I deal with that, but that's how a lot of other people do it as well, successful people, okay? Willing to take risks, but smart about it too. And then four, always working on growth activities. This is huge. They're not just in the maintenance mode all the time, and they're not just about consuming information and not doing anything, they're actually looking at growth activities. Like what, what am I going to do today? That's going to move the needle tomorrow. And I think that's another mindset, but it's also an action step because if you plan this stuff out, you kind of have the roadmap, then you just have to execute it. And that's why I'm big about planning and writing it out on paper and all that stuff. Right. It's like figure out those next pieces, block them out, and then just go work on those. And those are your growth activities and growth activities can be, how do I get more growth? I have to add more products. Well, what's my first step? Well, I already have a product. I could do variations. That'd probably be the easiest next step. Let's do it. Like, that's it. Like, we got to figure it out. You got to ask yourself questions, but that's it. Always working on growth activities. And then five is they work on themselves too in personal development. And, And I think that's big. It's so big. I mean, I do it every single day, every single month. I'm always working on myself and anyone that thinks that they got it all made and it's all perfect. um, You, you know, you got to think again about that because we all can grow. And if you're not growing, as Tony Robbins says, then you're dying. Like we have to keep growing. We got to keep expanding and, and, and just climbing. Like, you know, it's funny. uh, I think it was Gary Vaynerchuk that says, you know, the most, the most fun that he has is during the climb. It's the, it's the struggles. It's the grind. He loves that. You know, I like the climb. I don't like having to stress all the time, right? So there's got to be a balance there, but I agree with that. You're always needing something to strive for, right? So once you get your business to where it's doing hundred units a day, the next thing is how do we get it to 200, right? There's your climb, right? So just, you have to figure that out and you have to enjoy that, but it's just like personal development. You have to always be saying to yourself. You know what can I do to get myself more focused? What can I do to be a better person? What can I do to be a better husband? Whatever it is, it doesn't just have to be business. But if you work on yourself, you it, it'll kind of go into your business. It'll it'll make you a better person where you can also perform better. Um, so anyway, that's my that's my pitch on that. The one book that I always recommend, and a lot of people say Scott, so glad you recommended that. It's awesome. Is the Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. That's one, and the other one, and I forget the author's name, which I want to try to get him on, and this is a good one, and this is just about being a good person, positive, and it's also, it goes through uh, a guy's life of most Americans, really, or even just people in general, and they go through this daily grind, and they're just miserable, and there's a book called The Energy Bus. Definitely read that. It's a short read. If you read it, I'm telling you, you will think about things differently. I've got a buddy of mine that read it, and he's like, Scott, that book was great. It made me think. And the other day, I was having one of those days, and I thought about the energy bus. Definitely get on the energy bus, guys. Check it out. Um, we're going to get on the TAS bus, which is kind of like the energy bus. Um, but uh, we'll have our own little energy bus. I love it. Check it out, the energy bus. All right, so... That is going to officially wrap this up. The show notes can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 475. I want to again say thank you so much for being listeners of the podcast. I couldn't have done it without you guys and I want to continue to grow our businesses, our lifestyles together and I want to learn together and I want you guys to share all of your experiences with me but also with the community. So Definitely head over to TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash F as in Frank, B as in boy, and you'll get linked up over there in our TIS community. Send me a note over to TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash letter. I'll post it up on my thank you wall, which would be amazing. And uh, yeah, guys, happy birthday. All right. Happy birthday. Happy anniversary. The TAS. All right, guys. So that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Remember, as always, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you, but you have to, you have to come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud. We got to say it with tons of energy today, guys. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode.